We are in the home stretch of the season, but the Islanders are still playing inconsistent hockey. We break down some of the reasons why. Plus, we have our weekly farm report and a full preview of tonight's game against the Washington Capitals. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or a topic maybe that you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, feel free to send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk a little Islanders hockey with Islander fans game time or any time, so please do reach out. Let's start today's show with this, and you know, I look at my Twitter feed, I look at the comments on our YouTube channel and some of the emails I get, and... You know, one thing that everybody is very upset about and, and sort of trying to figure out is the reason, you know, why is this Islanders team so inconsistent? Here we are, you know, with what, seven games left on the schedule and they still can't seem to, you know, they'll, they'll play so well against Toronto and New Jersey, two teams that have already now clinched playoff spots and are above them in the standings, and then they'll go into a game against Columbus and Buffalo, Columbus having the worst record in the league coming into the game, and Buffalo, uh, again, sort of being a, a team that had been slumping badly and struggling, and yet they lay an egg and play just some very bad hockey in those games, and why? I, I think there's a couple of things, and I'm not going to blame... Uh, Lane Lambert specifically, as much as I'm going to say, yeah, Lane Lambert as a first-year head coach in this league 
is still going through some growing pains. Figuring out exactly what <coughs> what he can and cannot do, what works, what doesn't, uh, what buttons he can press to make things work. And I think we have, as I've said before on the show, seen growth in that area from Lane Lambert. But again, still some question marks out there as to, you know, him getting a feel for being an NHL head coach. But I think the other thing goes deeper, and it has more to do with Lou Lamorello than it does to do with Lane Lambert, and that is this. The Islanders, as they are put together right now, are not talented enough to just show up and beat even a bad team like the Blue Jackets, like I said, worst record in the league coming into that game, they are not talented enough to just show up, not play well, and still come away with two points unless their goalie is lights out. And look, we've seen Ilya Sorokin be lights out, keep this team in a number of games they quite honestly had, no business winning uh, or even being close in. But if he's not playing outstanding, we know that this team is just not deep enough and not talented enough to just show up and win. It means they need to play Islanders hockey. They have to be smart and defense first oriented. They have to back-check. They have to forecheck aggressively and force turnovers. And then in their own zone, they cannot, you know, be stuck in that zone for long periods of time and not be able to clear the puck out of their zone and turn the puck over. They have to be precise. So when there is that little bit of margin for error, when your talent level just isn't there, uh, you're going to get these inconsistencies because I'll put it this way. It is easier for a talented team to win when they're not playing their best than it is for a working class team like the Islanders to win when they're not playing their best. So it makes it harder. It, it, it just makes it tougher for the Islanders to go on five, six game win streak, and then, you know, go eight, one, and two in, in 11 games rather than win three, lose two, win two, lose two. It, it, it's a little tougher. And I think, you know, without Matthew Barzal, that talent level gets even more compromised because realistically, you know, he's their most dynamic offensive player. And without him, you know, the margin for error gets even smaller. Now, the Islanders have, in some ways, turned that into a positive in the sense that they were able to uh, change their style and be more Islanders-like, be more defense-first, more of a tight-checking team, less of uh, the defensemen are pinching and they're stepping up into the play and, 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 and the like. And I think that helped them overall be more consistent than they were even before Barzi went out. But again, the Islanders, uh, that's sort of part of both the Islanders and Lane Lambert 
feeling what works, what doesn't work. So I, I think those are some of the reasons for the team's inconsistency if we're looking at the big picture. And hopefully, hopefully, it's something that will be addressed by Lou Lamorello during this off season. Also wanted to get in a question. Uh, and, you know, to me, uh, we'll get to that, one of your email questions. Plus, we have our weekly farm report and a full preview of tonight's game against the Capitals. And I'll tell you, the Islanders getting closer and closer to clinching a playoff spot and a win against the Caps would go a long way toward that. So lots more to talk about on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And all you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And yes, Islander fans, you can use your knowledge of the Islanders on FanDuel. Check out the odds for tonight's game against the Caps today. So don't miss your uh, shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. So, wanted to get to uh, an email here. And uh, this one is from Tom in Westchester. He uh, asks, who would you rather have? Bo Horvat or Johnny Goudreau? An all-around player or a pure scorer? I know it's moot as Goudreau has signed a long-term deal with the Blue Jackets. But just for fun... If both were available, who would you choose based on the Islanders' needs? Horvat has been disappointing recently and needs to score more goals, even though he's been doing other things well. Tom, uh, first of all, thank you so much for the email. Greatly appreciated. Here's the thing. If you're asking me, am I starting a team today, would I rather have the all-around guy like Bo Horvat, who's capable of 30 goals plus, but is, you know, more of a, 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 you know, able to do other things really well, or that pure sniper in, you know, a Johnny Goudreau or a Connor McDavid or, you know, Alexander Ovechkin in his prime, what, however you want to put it. I would rather have the Bo Horvat. But your question was, who would I choose based on the Islanders' needs? And based on the Islanders' needs right now, they need the goal scorer. The Islanders need the next Mike Bossy. That's what they need. They don't have it. And yeah, Bo Horvat, solid, uh, you know, solid offensive player. 30-goal guy the last two years. Could hit 40 this year if he picks up his play down the stretch, and that is certainly something the Islanders need. But the Islanders right now need the goal scorer. Now, in the long run, I still think they're better off with a guy like Horvat, only because 
the Islanders are a team that plays a very specific system, as we mentioned in the previous segment, that, you know, this team has to be very precise, they have to play a certain style in order to be successful. But, you know, if you had a couple of really good goal scorers on your team, maybe you could win playing a different style. So, uh, you know, right now, I think the Islanders need the goal scorer. But overall, I think that in the long run, you're better off building around your Bo Horvats for this team than you are around your pure sniper. I hope that answers the question. I'm not trying to you know, answer it by playing all ends against the middle, but that's where I think this team is, and, well, we'll see how things work out, but I would go more with the sniper right now, but in the long run, the all-around player. All right, uh, time for our weekly farm report as we discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders And the Islanders played two games since we did our last farm report, and Bridgeport did rather well. First off, last week, they end up beating uh, the Laval Rocket 5-3. Two goals in that one for Arno Durando as he returned to Quebec province, where he's from, and that was uh, very good. I, Andy Andreoff, Kyle McLean, and Paul Thompson each had a goal and an assist. And Corey Schneider playing very, very well. 42 saves. That's his season high. And it earns them the win. Islanders 2-for-5 on the power play in that game. They followed that up over the weekend with a 5-2 to two win over the Belleville Senators. Another two-goal performance by Durando, the second straight game he had a pair of goals. Andy Andreoff got his 31st goal of the season, and that leads the entire AHL as Bridgeport comes away with the win. Three assists for Dennis Chalowski and Jakob Skarek, 22 saves as the Islanders beat the Senators, so that was a big plus Two big games also, by the way, uh, wanted to mention and uh, send out a little bit of congratulations to Seth Helgeson. Uh, He now is tied with Mark Watton for the most games played in Bridgeport Islanders, formerly, uh, you know, uh, you know, formerly the Sound Tigers uh, in that franchise's history. He has now played 368 games with Bridgeport, and will be breaking that record, so congratulations to him. Uh, We look right now at the standings, and Bridgeport presently in sixth place, which would get them into the playoffs in the Atlantic Division, four points behind Lehigh Valley for fifth, five points behind Springfield for fourth, but they have a game in hand on Lehigh Valley, so they can cut that four-point deficit in half if they can win it. But the Islanders are just one point ahead of the Rangers affiliate, the Hartford Wolfpack, who are in seventh place, but the Islanders do have a game in hand. As for the leading scorers, Chris Terry still leading the team with 62 points. He has a team-high 43 assists. 
Andy Andreoff, 31 goals to lead the team and the league, 55 points for him. Ruslan Iskakov, 49 points, 17 goals, 32 assists in 60 games. And then William Dufour, he's reached the 20-goal mark, 20 goals, 42 points in 62 games. Arno Durando, also 42 points. He has uh, 19 goals, 23 assists in just 59 games. And uh, Dennis Chalowski and Samuel Bolduc now both tied with 35 points, although Bolduc, who, as we know, is now with the big club, has done it in 56 games as compared to Chalowski, who's played in 58. But uh, those are the skaters. As for Corey Schneider, a 2.88 goals against average and a 9.16 save percentage. He's 18, 8, and 3. Jakob Skarek, 3.25 goals against an 8.97 save percentage. He's 12, 14, and 3. Although Skarek, after a very shaky start, has gotten better uh, over the last, let's say, 10 starts that he's made. As for the schedule this week, three games on tap for Bridgeport. They have a Wednesday game tonight against the Hartford Wolfpack in Hartford. That's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start, and if the Islanders can win that game, they give themselves a nice cushion uh, for that sixth and final playoff spot. Then over the weekend, Saturday, a road game in Providence against the Bruins. That's a 7.05 Eastern start. And then Sunday afternoon, a home game, a matinee at 3 o'clock Eastern time against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. So two road games and a home game. And oh, by the way, next Tuesday, April 4th, there's a 10.30 a.m. game against the Springfield Thunderbirds. That's a home game. So there will actually be four games before we do our next Farm Report. And again, we do the Farm Report every Wednesday here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So you can find out how some of the Islanders' top prospects are doing down on the farm. We've got more to discuss on today's show. We'll preview tonight's game against the Washington Capitals, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, a player who was with the team in the mid to late 80s, we got all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So, Islanders, Capitals, tonight in Washington, D.C., a 7.30 Eastern time start and another big game for the Islanders. Capitals, nine points behind the Islanders with a game in hand. If the Islanders win this game... Uh, I would say the Capitals' chances of making the playoffs go somewhere between slim and none. But again, we sort of have to wait and see how that goes. I mean, look, the Capitals at this point are already uh, a a long shot. But maybe, uh, you know, they're holding on to some slim semblance of hope uh, as, as far as that, you know, last playoff spot is concerned. The Capitals right now not doing well. They were more sellers than buyers at the trade deadline, and they've lost four of their last five, including their last game, 4-3 to three against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Their only win, uh, a 6-1 drubbing of the Blackhawks, which happened back on March 23rd. We all know Alexander Ovechkin, 42 goals in 68 games. He leads the team in goals and points. 
Dylan Strome, second with 18 goals and 57 points. No other player on the Caps has 20 or more goals right now. They're in the middle of the pack in goals for, middle of the pack in goals against. They're 16th in goals for, 13th in goals against. Their power play, 13th in the league at a little under 22%, while their PK right now is very solid at 6th in the league, almost 83%. This is the third of four meetings between these two teams. The Capitals won both of the first two meetings at UBS Arena (coughs) with one of them coming in overtime. So the Islanders need to find a way to get back and play better against the Caps. The line combinations right now for the Capitals, Dylan Strom, Alex Ovechkin, and Tom Wilson are the top line. Nicholas Backstrom, uh, Alexei Protas, and TJ Oshie are the second unit. Evgeny Kuznetsov, centers the third line with Anthony Mantha and Craig Smith on either side of him. And on the fourth line from left to right, Connor Sheary, Nick Dowd, and Nicholas Aubé-Kubel. John Carlson and Martin uh, Faharvey are the top defensive pairing. Rasmus Sandin and Nick Jensen, the middle pairing, while Alexander Alexiev and Trevor Van Riemsdyk are the third pair. You have Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren in goal. Carl Haglin on IR, Connor Brown on IR, and Sonny Milano listed as out. So they are not expected to play in this game. Islanders, you know, the key is to play Islanders hockey. And the thing about the Caps, you got guys like Oshie and, you know, guys like Wilson who can get physical, who have some size, uh... You know, sometimes against the Capitals, I wonder if the Islanders and Lane Lambert will look for Ross Johnston to play a role. It's possible, but I don't think they're necessarily going to go that route this late in the year. It's interesting to see how Lane Lambert views it, but they cannot be out-hustled and out-physical, you know, be physically intimidated by this Washington team. And then obviously, you know, when, when you're talking about guys like Nicholas Backstrom and Alexander Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, you know you've got to be aware of where they are and what they're doing. And on the power play, especially, we know where Ovechkin likes to go. He goes to the top of the circle and just fires those one-timers. Islanders certainly are aware of it, but hey, everyone in the league is aware of it, and he still has 14 power play goals this year. So it won't be easy But the Islanders need to find a way. And it's a road game and an important road game. And hopefully the Islanders will get it done. Again, the magic number uh, starting to dwindle as far as reaching the playoffs is concerned. And if the Islanders can win this game tonight, they certainly have uh, a much better chance of uh, locking up a playoff berth. They are getting very close. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is indeed the 59th birthday of former Islanders winger Richard Crom. Crom, a native of Trail, British Columbia. Uh, He is 
drafted in the second round back in 1982 by the Calgary Flames. Made his NHL debut with Calgary, had a 20-goal season with them in 84-85, but joined the Islanders late in the 85-86 season and stayed with the team through the 91-90, oh, actually the 92-93 campaign, but he only played one uh, NHL game. Had three points in that game, but, uh, you know, didn't quite uh, stay a regular his last three years with the organization. Played in 372 career NHL games, 70 goals, 173 points, and 138 penalty minutes. And his best game as an Islander, well, one of them certainly, October 16th, 1986, back when the old barn wasn't even that old. Islanders and Washington Capitals going at it. And Crom, for his part, had two goals and an assist. So the three-point night, both goals coming at even strength. And he got them on a team leading five shots on goal. Billy Smith got the win. Pete Peters the loss. So Richard Crom is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And, of course, we do have one every day uh, that we do a show to just bring back some of the great moments in Islanders' history and some of the players that made this franchise so special over the years. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game-to-Game covers every contest from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game-to-Game on Locked On NHL. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow with our key takeaways, our unsung hero, and our go-to-the-game from tonight's contest, and a whole lot more. So make sure you join us for that. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.